0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Follow along as Curtis and Dave draft the first 10 rounds of a Best Ball Mania 4 squad. It got crazy from the top on roto Radio.
2: What's up, roto
1: Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode two hundred and ninety nine of Dave Caven and Curtis Patrick's podcast marriage uh, here on Rotoviz Radio. It's hard to believe we've been doing it this long. Dave, we got a big giveaway going on for next week. We're going to draft an FFPC Fantasy Pros Championship team with a listener. You can check out the Rotoviz Twitter or my Twitter. That's at Rotoviz on I guess. X or Twitter,
2: whatever we're calling it these <laughs> yeah, days. That's right. That's uh, right.
1: Or at Rotoviz uh, on X slash Twitter for details. All you have to do is listen to our podcast, give it a five star review, and then post a picture of your five star review in response to the thread. You'll be entered into a drawing. We're gonna pick. Uh, we're gonna pick a listener, and we're gonna draft the team. You're not gonna pay a dime. This is a $350 entry. You're not going to pay a dime. You're going to draft with Dave and I, manage a team with us all year, all year long. It's going to be awesome. We're going to win a million dollars together. It's going to be really fun. Um, so that'll be for our 300th show celebration, Dave. For this show, we're drafting a Best Ball Mania 4 squad on Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code Rotoviz when you sign up at Underdog Fantasy to get a match from us up to $100 in your first deposit. Dave, we drew the 102. We, we originally actually started... Uh, one draft and you drew the 112. Oh, crap. Said, Speaking of that, which, we're not re- gonna pay reporting. attention to that team. Yeah, you better pay attention. But we're not, we're, we we, didn't want to do a 112 draft. Uh, we've already done some bookend drafts on the show. So I entered instead of Dave entering and I got the one two. And not only did I get the one two, Dave, the 101 selected Patrick Mahomes. So we got JJ, we got Justin Jefferson 102 share, and we're gonna be on the clock in 23 seconds here, my friend. So we've got Justin Jefferson in hand. We've got Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, T Higgins, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, you know, and the normal cast of characters. Derrick Henry goes. So we've got Jonathan Taylor, T Higgins, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Mark Andrews. Do you have? I picked a JJ. You want to pick this one? Then we'll talk a little bit of strategy for the first 10 rounds Mm. here.
2: It's actually kind of a tough spot here. I'm going to say we go Hurts.
1: Okay. Dave wants. Hurts, all right, never going to get an argument for me on Jalen Hurts. Um, okay, so we're going to start this team with Justin Jefferson and Jalen Hurts. We're going to draft the first 10 rounds in the pod here and then we'll share how the the squad rounds out, you know, in the final rounds here uh, on Twitter, maybe I'll put a breakdown of the draft in the road of this premium email. But Dave, you know, starting starting a draft with Justin Jefferson and Jalen Hurts, now we're already thinking, you know, we've got potentially two of the top players at their respective positions. We have a lot of roster flexibility moving forward. Uh, we have the ability to go naked hurts. We could stack Dallas Goddard. We could stack DeAndre Swift. Uh, we could even, dare I say, stack Rashad Penny. Um, you know, and just for those, you know, few crazy rushing games. We got another pick here to make. We got T. Higgins. Want to go Mark Andrews? Let's get three number one players at their positions.
2: Let's do it. That's a fun start.
1: So we, we start from the 102, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews, and not in exactly in that order. And now we've got some time to breathe here, Dave. So talk to me about how you've been attacking the single-digit rounds of, of Best Ball Mania over the last week or two. There's been a lot of changes, man. There's been some injuries. Um, you know, We're still dealing with some of the running back holdouts. Some of them have ended. Have you Has your strategy shifted over the last week or two? So –
2: It has shifted, and some of that might not be so much because of what we've been seeing with other people doing, reacting to some of this running back news. But people might recall that uh, a couple of weeks ago, we explored the possibility of building some teams with, you know, a start where maybe you just went three running backs and you tried to rely on some of those running backs. What I've been trying to do now is build some teams that have a strength at wide receiver And I've been being able to put together certain combinations of maybe the first three or four wide receivers that have been pretty interesting. Of course, with some concerns now about the Cooper Cup injury, um, it becomes kind of interesting seeing some shifts where Tyreek Hill is now moving ahead of Cooper Cup in some drafts. But some of the the movement that you might have uh, at wide receivers offset by... Jonathan Taylor and his situation in Indianapolis and what have you. I've found myself now being able to very often get one of the top wide receivers, put Nick Chubb on that team and then still getting two or three really exciting receivers behind that. And I've been able to put together some really nice teams with Nick Chubb as the anchor and a solid group of wide receivers.
1: All right. Um, Yeah, I I think I'm on board with everything you mentioned there. I think the big, really the big switch is I think the Cooper cup injury um, is pretty interesting. There's a, a wide range of opinions on what to do with that. Now he's going to miss a couple of weeks you know, the soft t- tissue injuries are a bit of a problem more so for uh, the older wide receivers. But you know, what we've done here is we've kind of set ourselves up by taking a QB, a tight end and a wide receiver in the first three rounds. We've got two, Pretty clear pass to choose from here, Dave. Over the past couple of weeks in the email and on the podcast, I've talked a little bit about anchor wide receiver. It's not a, a big time strategy that we use here at RotoViz, but I think it is one that's viable when you have one of those top overall top four picks. You know, we didn't have to do it with Hill or Cup here. We have the opportunity to do it with Jefferson. So the idea is that within the first five rounds, you want to have, you know, you got to have a round one wide receiver. And within those first five rounds, you've also got to get your tight end and your QB1 out of the way. When you do that, both on FFPC and underdog, um, there's great playoff advance rates and overall you know, semifinals and finals advance rates as well. In particular, on underdog, if we look at the last um, two seasons, so Best Ball Mania 2, Best Ball Mania 3, Dave, this construction, if we were to do this and take you know, eight or nine wide receivers, we've got a 25% playoff advance rate, very strong playoff advance rate. And actually any number of wide receivers that we could take uh, from five on up actually has positive uh, performance over expectations for playoff advance rate. We have over a 2% semifinals advance rate with eight or nine wide receivers and a 0.13% and 0.35% finals advance rates with nine or 10 wide receivers. So the thought here would be is that if we wanted to go and stack up a couple of running backs if they fall to us here at the 411 and the 5-2. Five, uh, five we can do that as long as we come back and we attack the wide receiver position through volume. That's what the underdog best ball roster construction explorer tells us. As our 411 pick is about to come on the board, we have the option to potentially to do this if Joe Mixon falls one more slot. If he doesn't, we may just go a different direction and go zero RB. So, Dave, Joe Mixon goes at the 410. We're on the clock at 411. We've got Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, uh, Kenneth Walker, and DeAndre Hopkins. Anybody stand out to you here as a a primary receiver to take here?
2: Dude, I almost want to say Hawkinson, but I guess uh, actually at this point I'd go
1: uh, Ayuk. Yeah, I don't mind it. Let's take Ayuk, and then we'll we'll refocus for the 5-2. So we've got a couple seconds here. We've got Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk. If we want to go... Uh, with the receiver here, I think the options are going to be Christian Kirk and Deontay Johnson. We could also go a little early on JSN. Uh, Sean Siegel recently writing about how Jackson Smith and uh, Jigma might be the hardest uh, draft pick to take in the fifth round, but might be the key you know, to winning it all this year. It's a really great long-form article on the site from about a week and a half ago. I've tweeted it out, and we talked about it on the pod. We're back on the clock, Dave. Christian Kirk's still there. Deontay Johnson's still there. Um, I don't think that I would have been on board for Hawkinson, but he he went, so that's not a problem. Yeah, I don't think I, I think...
2: actually would have gone for it, but...
1: Yeah, I think we can either go like Aaron Jones as our first uh, running back, or we can go Kirk, Deontay, or JSN. You got a preference?
2: Let's go Jason.
1: I knew you'd say it. I knew you'd say it, you dirty dog. All right, <laughs> so we got Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, and Jackson Smith, uh, and Jigba. Uh, with Jalen Hurts and Mark Andrews. How are you feeling through five here, Dave? I'm
2: actually feeling good about this, um, this start. It's an interesting mix of players, uh, and I think that we're well positioned for continuing to build out from here. Uh, in particular, having that strong core of wide receivers, and as you mentioned, uh, with the way that we've constructed the start, we can veer off of it too if we find a pocket at the other positions that we like and then come back and pound it later. Uh, so I, I, think we still have a couple different paths. We can go down. It's a solid core. Yeah.
1: So, um, I, I cross-checked our work with the underdog best ball roster construction explorer on rotaviz.com. This structure, you know, you can go around by round and enter in what you've done. You know, I, I love to do this during live drafts to figure out our pathways. Ryan McDowell and I actually did this with a FFPC version of this tool on our pros versus Joe's draft last weekend. Dave and I are now doing it on the underdog side of things. So I've got it plugged in here, Dave, in the tool. We took our wide receiver one in round one. And then I've got, over the last two years, we're querying rosters that took their tight end one before round five, their QB one before round five, and then their RB one after round five, which is going to be the case. We haven't decided what round we're going to take it in yet. Might be round six, might be later. But it, actually every configuration – that started like this. And we've got 4,233 teams that, that drafted this particular way over the last two years, 25.8% playoff advance rate. So this is a structure that has worked over the last two years, actually worked really well. Um, If I'm looking at it, it looks like the sweet spot would be to take five, six or seven running backs. We don't want to go too skinny here, which makes sense because, you know, we did wait a bit. We don't want to get cute and only take four running backs and we don't want to go crazy and take eight. If we do that, we just get the 21% playoff advance rate, which is still above expectation. But we've got 25, 26, and 27% playoff advance rates in the best ball mania tournament at five, six, or seven running backs here. So I, yeah, I'm pretty excited. As we look forward to the 6-11 and the 7-2, looking at the, the running backs that might be available. You know, we might get a sliding J.K. Dobbins. We might get... Cam Akers, uh, Damian Pierce, in a, what should be a, a run-heavy uh, Houston attack, you know, a little bit early if we're going to pull the trigger, uh, but just to get the guys, you've got like James Connor, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, who now looks pretty healthy. Yep. You know, those are the types of backs that are going to be available to us if we want to double tap. We're also going to have, I think, one last chance at uh, some high-end wide receivers here. If we wanted to go one and one we could get a share you know, of a sliding Mike Evans. We could get a Michael Pittman. We could get a Gabe Davis to have access to the Buffalo offense. So, you know, good options here coming up. I'm kind of hoping that we get Cam Akers to slide down. That would feel pretty good. We talked about him as a potentially sneaky hero RB pick uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, do you like the running back-running back pairing here, or do you want to go one and one
2: I think it's going to depend on what remains there uh, at wide receiver or if acres is there, but I kind of do like the idea of grabbing the two running backs here, get a little bit more flexibility in our upcoming picks. And I also think that my preference would be to stick with five running backs. So it'd be good to get two of them in here.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, we'll we'll have, we'll have to evaluate as the draft goes. If we only get one here, I think we're going to have to go six or seven, right? Right. But if like, if like, for example, if we could get Dobbins and acres, right. You know, all of a sudden I'm feeling different right you know. Okay. It looks like we're going to get Dobbins or acres. How do you order them in case they're both available?
2: I do order Dobbins ahead of acres.
1: Um, even with them holding out right now, even, slash injured.
2: even with the out slash injured right now. I feel like you probably disagree. Um, I have talked though. I feel like, and I've mentioned this on the pod already. baby. Every, I'm fine. Let's, let's, okay, let's, let's take do Dobbins.
1: Let's, yep. let's take Dobbins. Um, the drafter after us does have a 1-2-1-1 one, one, one construction. Yep. So maybe he double taps wide receiver. Let's take the chance that Akers makes it back to us. Sure. Maybe this guy's going to take, like, Dotson and Pickens here. He takes Acres. Okay. The first pick. He's got a 1-3-1-1. One, one, one. I don't know about all that business. hmm So if we go running back, we've got Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, James Conner, Javante Williams. And I'm almost thinking like, you know, we want to go early on a little early on Javante Williams. Um, he takes Kadarius Tony. Wow. seven one. You don't see that much these days. So um,
2: I would be, yeah. uh, um, I forget which back did you say? Oh, Williams. I Javante also think Williams. Montgomery is actually a fairly interesting player that we haven't talked too much about, but I would let you pick between the two of them.
1: Between Javante and, and Montgomery. Yep. I'm taking Javante.
2: Okay. And I had a feeling that you would. Yeah.
1: So so now we're at a one, two, three, one construction. Jalen Hurts, JK Dobbins, Javante Williams at running back. Man, I like that for waiting around six and seven. That's darn good, man. We got <laughs> JK Dobbins eight. You know, we, we did take him eight picks after uh ADP, and then, you know, uh, we got rid of all that equity by taking Javante Williams about a round ahead of ADP. Um, So, you know, it all kind of evens out. Though I do expect his ADP to spike now that um, he's been a full participant in multiple practices at this point. At wide receiver, we've got Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Jackson Smith, uh, Najigba, and then Mark Andrews at tight end. Let's get an update from the underdog best ball roster construction explorer and figure out how we want to attack the next – couple rounds of the draft, you know, I'd like to get potentially wide receivers four and five at the next turn, or, you know, potentially a one and one at running back and receiver. We're just going to have to see what's available. I'm going to go ahead and plug these into the tool. Um, why don't you let us know what you're thinking as we approach rounds eight and nine?
2: Yeah. So the one there is a check-in on my mind that I want to do, which is evaluate where the tight ends are at here. I know we have Andrews, which is a nice little boon to have here. Um, And it looks like the the main tight ends of consequence that's left right now is Evan Ingram. I think in the context of this team, you're going to be comparing him to some of the running backs that might be of the Rashad Penny, AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson type of level. Uh, As far as wide receivers go, I don't think when things come around, there's any wide receivers that I really prioritize. Um, so I'd probably be more inclined to try to go with, uh, the running with a running back here or try to grab Evan Ingram. If he's still around as I feel like the value or the addition that we're getting to this team via the wide receiver here is not going to be that different, um, than ones that we'd be able to grab later on. And, uh, things do work out with the running backs. We can build more volume in a wide receiver. So that'd be my preferred approach here.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't mind it. Um I don't love potentially going through round 9 with only three wide receivers. We'll have to see. Um I'm I'm updating here. I'm going to see what happens if we don't take our wide receiver until after round 9. Yep. Um oh, we can as long as we were to take 7, 8 or 9 wide receivers, I think we're still okay there. Yep. yep. Um Dave. Yep. There is a running back three down from the top of the queue. I'm not going to say the name and jinx it, yep. but that if, if he's still there, that's you were taken, buddy.
2: I was, yes, that was, that was on my mind <laughs> as well.
1: So, uh, and then I think you had said maybe Evan, you liked the idea of getting the tight end too. I okay, thought, he, yeah, he goes, depending
2: on what happens. Goes, yep.
1: It was James cook. He goes at eight, eight. I thought he was going to last eight, 11 for us. We'll get him a little bit after ADP. But, yep. Um, Okay. So Evan Ingram was one of your choices there.
2: I think Evan Ingram would be one of my choices with this pocket that we're in here. The only other thought would be if there was a quarterback that was interesting to do here too, with the other pick, given that we do have Justin Jefferson, if we wanted to try to put Kirk cousins in there, I think we could have that conversation either that, or are we trying to look for somebody like, um, you know, maybe later on, like a Geno Smith to pair with Hertz.
1: Hmm. Well, we're on the clock here. Um, Ingram is a value. I think I'm fine with that. You know, we've talked a lot about um, being excited about his new contract and the the Jags taking a step forward. So I like having access to that roster. Yep. Um, Let's take him. And then with the second pick, you know, I'm still kind of almost thinking, and and I'm going to update the Explorer here.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's see
1: what happens if we've got Titan 2 before round 10 and RB3 before round 10.
2: Right, and yeah, this is yeah, such a useful got, thing because there's so many different iterations
1: you can go through here. Yeah, we're finding our different paths. Man, Dave, 138 teams took a path of nine wide receivers and doing exactly what we'd be doing if we took a, a running back here yep. in round nine. 0.72 percent of those made the finals. Wow, um, huge number, huge number. Three percent made the semis. So, I think so you're I'm looking give at you a choice, Gibson you want or gibson You want Antonio Gibson? I, I think Antonio yeah. Gibson or Penny. I, I think let's take Gibson with already having Hurts yep. in the yep. Eagles offense. Do it. Yep. All right. So we've got a really odd. This is the first team I've drafted that's come out this way through nine rounds. But we've got a 1-3-3-2. Three, three, Jalen Hurts, J.K. Dobbins, Javante Williams, Antonio Gibson. So we've got three big-time, big-play running backs. All of them can catch the ball. We'll have to see how much they do. Slightly discounted in the half BPR format, anyway. Still just rolling out with Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, and JSN, and then we've got uh, Mark Andrews and Evan Ingram. So now, Dave, we need to load up our queue yep. with a ton of wide receivers because we know we're going to want to go with it. I mean, this is probably going to be an eight or nine wide receiver squad. Yep. So let's let's start looking at rounds ten, really through fourteen. I'm thinking at least three wide receivers in those rounds, and maybe sure. a QB two. Yep. So, who are some of your wide receiver targets of late in those rounds?
2: Well, we know that Van Jefferson would be on that list, but I'm not sure if he's where he falls in terms of the rounds we're targeting right now.
1: He's going in about the 12th or 13th. 12th. He has gone up the boards a little bit. Yep. I think we're I like to think we're partially responsible for that. Oh, of course, you know, also we're pricing him out of our our own range. <laughs> um, in particular, for this next round, um, you know, some of the some of the guys that would be available in this next turn. Might be you know your Alan Lazard, your Nico Collins, your Jujus, Romeo Dobbs, Zay Jones, Jacoby Myers. That's really kind of the group there. Anybody stand out there?
2: Sorry, I was making, I was making a pick in the other draft that we had started, so right. I didn't for, for there was me, no me, names that caught my subconsciouss. Uh... It, it might be
1: out of that group. it might be Juju for me. Yep. Uh, he's starting to heat up a little bit. Um, now that he's participating in camp and, you know, really does look like maybe he's going to be in that Jacoby role, but I would expect him to maybe do a better job and closer sure. to the end zone than, than Jacoby did. Um, I mean, we're looking, for, we're looking for some volume, also looking for some upside. You know, Lazard is the wide receiver two in New York. Maybe that's a pairing for of sure. players that would work well as our four and five here. If we look at the other positions, if we wanted to get a QB two, potentially be able to stop at two quarterbacks, even, Um, you know, we've still got some values here. We've got Dak Prescott, Kirk cousins, cousins, obviously being a natural pairing with Jefferson there on our squad. And we've got um, Daniel Jones and Geno Smith to your points from earlier too. This might be a sweet spot to just get a second quarterback as well.
2: Yeah. I would love to be able to pull off one of the wide receivers that you mentioned and Kirk cousins. Uh, I do think in some of these builds that you have that are a little bit different uh, in what I have seen securing at least one elite passer and then another competent one does work pretty well as it allows you to beef up a little bit at the other positions later on. I think we're going to be good at tight end, which is nice. And there are a couple of running back options in my mind that would be nice to round out our group of running backs later on. And yeah. um, I, so I don't think we have to we have to go uh, to running back in, in these rounds either.
1: All right. Well, Juju goes there at 10-8. So we're just a couple of picks away. We're still seeing Alan, Alan Lazard and Zay Jones on the board, probably as the top wide receiver options. Yep. Um Cousins is still sitting there. Geno Smith is still sitting there. So we could backdoor stack um one of our three wide receivers there with right. their quarterback. And um, yep. you know, and then obviously get Lazard. So Kirk Cousins is here. Five and me, it has a two, four, one. I think four, we two, go one, Lazard. I think we go Lazard. For sure. And then know that we're going to get either Cousins or yep. Smith, even if this guy's crazy and takes a quarterback. Yep. Okay.
2: Now, wait, was this the draft that started off with Mahomes at the 101? Yes.
1: Yeah. The Mahomes went 101. I can't we wait to look at the draft board Jefferson. here and see
2: what the ramifications, you know, draft wide were of that.
1: Well, this guy just took uh, Rasheed Rice at 10 12 to stack with Mahomes. Okay. Okay, we're back on the we're back on the board here. We're, we can take cousins. I would take cousins. So that worked out. Our, you know, we read the yep. board right there. Yep. Okay, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the board? We are now eleven picks in, with Hertz and Cousins at quarterback, Dobbins, Williams, Gibson at running back, Jefferson, Ayuk, JSN, and Lazard at wide receiver, and Andrews and Ingram at tight end.
2: Sure. So, do you mean in terms of players that have gone or players that are available?
1: Just any surprises from this board, um, and then we'll talk about our targets for the next couple of weeks. So
2: I actually can't see the board, Curtis, if you could click on the...
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm driving. (laughs) This is interesting radio. It's all right. Um, Yeah, click the little grid thing. Okay, there you go. Can you see it?
2: Uh, Yeah, I can. Um, So I think that... It's a little hard to read here. So this is making for great radio.
1: Oh, I'll run you down, man. So, so Mahomes went at one Oh one. Then that, that guy didn't actually stack up uh, the chiefs until Isaiah Pacheco in round eight. Yep. And then he took Rasheed rice in round 10. So, I mean, it's just kind of interesting. Um, Like, no, I keep also took Tony, I guess, in round seven. I mean, I think that team's dead in the water. Um, yep. If I'm looking at our squad and then looking at some of those after us, we've got Royal Fan at, at number three here Jamar Chase, Derek Henry, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. So he pulls off a four player Bengals stack in the first five rounds. Nice job uh, by him to be able to do that. Definitely all in on that roster. He's got some nice pieces in there. He's got Darren Waller. Um, after Henry and Mixon, he comes back with Kamara and Herbert. It's not a bad roster. I, I, I like that roster. Um, even if it, you know, may, maybe the four player Bengal stack, a little bit rich for my blood, but uh, it's good execution. The 104 has McCaffrey and Pollard and Josh Allen. That's a really nice start if you are going to fade wide receiver in the first three rounds, as, um, you know, we're not seeing much of that done these days. Two teams. Actually, no, that is the only team that did it in this draft DJ Moore, Gabe Davis, Pickens, Thomas, and Boyd. The receiver, so a little weak there, but attacked it with five wide receivers still before the end of the ninth round. I don't know if I like that team quite as well as the 103. When I look at some of these other squads, oh, I see Drew Dinkmeyer in this. Oh, nice. Lead, Dave at the 112. So Dink Peace, let's see what he's done. CD Lamb and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown at the, his one and two. Brees Hall, Amari Cooper, Marquise Brown. So he's got a little bit of a hero RB. A uh, wide uh, construction there through the five rounds. Alexander Madison, Deshaun Watson with the stack with Damari Cooper. And also adds Elijah Moore and David Joko who so all in on the Browns. Four Browns by round nine uh, for Dink Peace there. Zach Charbonnet, Jared Goff, Michael Gallup, his most recent three picks. Pretty impressive squad there too. Um, we've got a unique construction in this room. One that the RCE tends to like. We've got a lot of our favorite targets here, Dave kind of excited to see what the back half of the draft does with this squad. Why don't we stay on air here through picks 12 and 13? Sure. And then we'll come back and, and and run down the rest of the roster uh, rounds uh, 14 through 18, you know, maybe next episode, or maybe even just on Twitter. Who are you looking at for rounds 12 and 13 here as I switch back to the other view?
2: Yep. So my mind is thinking that it's interested right now in what looks to be available at running back. So the top names are guys like Algier, uh, Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson, Devin Singletary, a player that we actually chatted a little bit about in Slack the other day. uh, Wide receivers, Van Jefferson is still there, which I think if he's around, we've talked about him a ton. I would be interested in going with Van and then either like a Kendra Miller, maybe Roshan Johnson or Devin Singletary.
1: So Van Jefferson goes, you said his name right before our pick. Um, So I think my pick at wide receiver right now would be Adam Thielen um, as wide receiver five. We're getting him in the end of the 12th round. I tweeted out earlier today, you know, he's been Bryce Young's favorite target throughout camp, as would be expected. He's got so much more experience than everybody else there uh, in Carolina. He could be a good bridge player for us until JSN takes over in Seattle as a primary target. So I really like pairing the crusty veteran and Thielen <laughs> on the front half of the season with JSN, picking mm-hmm. it right up on the back burner there. So we've got five wide receivers now. We know we're going to need eight, Dave, mm-hmm. on this squad. So we can still look there at the 13 2. We could go KJ Osborne as an additional access to Minnesota now that we have Kirk Cousins, um, or we could go uh, Devin Singletary as our RB4. I think those are my two picks here. Do you have a preference?
2: So between Osborne and Singletary, um,
1: hmm. Well, I I lean Singletary. I do too. Um, since we waited on running back.
2: Yep. Yep. I do too. Okay.
1: Okay. So let's let's we wrap this episode up. You know we're we're 13 rounds into this Best Ball Mania Four draft. Again, you know you're listening to this. You've got the fever. You haven't signed up for Best Ball Mania Four. You don't even know what it is. It's a best ball tournament where you can win $3 million. Um, that's what that tournament is. If you're a new listener, uh, just tuning in for the first time this summer, $3 million, 25 bucks a pop uh, per entry. You can put a hundred dollars into underdog uh, com, a new account, and we'll give you a hundred bucks and match it. If you use promo code ROTOViz. and then we'll also give you a discount on a rotoviz.com subscription. So you can use you know, tools like the Roster Construction Explorer that we're using for this draft. You can just use promo code UNDERDOG on rotoviz.com, save half off your first month. Uh, pretty great deal there. You got to stack those options up. Let me enter this in to the RCE and see what our options look like for the last, you know, where you're looking at here, uh, five rounds of this draft or so. We've got a two, four, five, two 4 5 construction. Uh, just give me a second here while I wizard around with this thing. Dave, Uh, I need you to I need you to stall.
2: Yeah, I can definitely do that. So as a reminder, some of the things that we've done here, we locked up an elite tight end and a solid tight end elite quarterback and a solid quarterback. And we're able to get the stack of our first pick Jefferson with Kirk Cousins. So we've done a couple things in there uh, that gave us the ability to kind of structure in a different way than we might have been accustomed to. Um, so a fairly, uh, balanced build, if you will, in some respects, Curtis, for us, uh, in the first half of this draft, the other thing, um, that we're considering to, or that we did consider was that KJ Osborne pick to get a little bit more exposure to Minnesota. Uh, but I think that part of the reason we went with Singletary there was it just made more sense for the team overall. So, of course, stacking is always interesting, but you do need to have the base of your team in place uh, in order for it to really add that value later on.
1: Yeah. Let's go with let me just get this running back after round five and tune this up here. Okay, Dave. So, you know, there's a couple of different ways we can slice this pie in the RCE. But what I'm seeing is we can lock in if we take eight wide receivers on this squad, you know, we have five picks left. So, if we use three of those picks on wide receivers, over the past two seasons in Best Ball Mania Two and Best Ball Mania Three, three hundred and sixty six teams would have used uh, roster construction and roster, you know, investment or equity on each position, similar to what we've done. Those teams advanced to the playoffs at a rate of twenty six point eight percent, which is just through the roof. Um, semifinals advance rate of three point two eight percent. We're talking you know, big time stuff here. Um, if we wanted to go with seven or nine teams, we also get good metrics or seven or nine wide receivers. We also get good metrics there. So we have a little bit of flexibility if we only want to draft two more or if we want to draft four more, Uh, but we just don't want to stop at six. The tool tells us only 12% of teams that stopped at six wide receivers after waiting on their wide receiver two, as did we Um, actually on our wide receiver four is how I should cut that Um, outside of the 10th round with all the other things that we did. 12% 12% of those teams made the playoffs. So seven, eight, nine are our paths. It's going to be really fun to bring this thing to a close. Um, hopefully you guys got a little bit of an idea how you can use the RCE to adjust your draft on the fly. And, you know, who knows, Dave, maybe this is a $3 million roster.
2: Thank you for listening to the roto Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveKabenFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.